Steve Schofield here from Schofield's Flowers Social Club. As you know, they call me Schof. And I'm Chris Fratterigo. People call me Fratty. What's up, Fratty? Who do we got on today as a guest? Yeah, well, we got the wonderful Brandy Hama from Hama Time Fitness uh, joining us to talk all things uh, working out and getting yourself in shape from uh, the COVID-19 that we have all experienced. And I mean, not the, uh, the pandemic, the 19 pounds that we put on since uh, COVID started. <laughs> Brandy, nice to meet you. Thank you. Hi there, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. So what a change in uh, our world huh, for the last year with, uh, with fitness. I could only imagine with all the gyms and everything closing, huh? Yeah, just a little bit. Definitely um, the ultimate challenge in a career in the sense of Typically, some of some of the healthiest people are the people who are consistently in the gym. So kind of taking that away from us for a moment was kind of traumatizing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think it all came to a crashing halt for me, too, because I just was had a new baby. She was about four months at the time. So I'd just gotten back to playing hockey, just started trying to work out a little bit. And then it was like everything shut down, gym shut down, playing hockey shut down. And I was already, you know, it's just after the holiday. So you already got the holiday pounds on. You're now sitting at home, not doing anything. And it was just like one thing after the other. I think I ended up being like just over 200 pounds. And even at my like most fit, most muscle that I've ever had on my body, I weighed like 195 and I was going to go play pro. Like, so it was definitely uh, a change to the point where I started running. I just, I had nothing I could do. I'm like, I'm just going to go for runs. Like, I just need that clarity that free time to get in my head and just uh work out some some pent-up energy and and I hate running but I still did it almost every day I bought a weight vest like so uh fortunate I I mean I'm sure you can talk more about you know what you've been able to do for your clients but I mean just having something to do while we're all at home was, was for my you know own sanity was, was so beneficial uh, I can only imagine how it had changed you because you were in it every day. Yeah. And I was, I mean, I, I'm kind of like, I don't know how to slow down. So I was just like, okay, we're rolling with the punches. How do I work with this? So how I began to navigate it was I'm starting to do Instagram live workouts. Um, oh, wow. Everyone was home anyways, for the most part. So um, I was pretty much I myself because of how often I kind of started doing Instagram live workouts as well as because those were just short, like 20, 30 minute workouts for the most part. And then um, doing my own strength workouts. I was in the beginning of it. I luckily for the most part kept moving and was working out about six days a week, two times a day because it was doing these Instagram live workouts where I'm teaching it and doing it the whole time. Wow. Um, and then doing my own stuff for my own particular goals. So um, I know that my clients were kind of in a panic of they have particular goals. Like you said, the post-holiday kind of weight, you know, um, it was their outlet from their, you know, hard, you know, hard work days and life frustrations and whatnot. So all of that being taken away, luckily, I'd say a good amount of my clients were still like, I, we need something what what can we do? So Instagram Live was kind of the first way that I went about doing uh, workouts. And luckily I have an okay enough following and train some clients that have a pretty decent following that were able to kind of like, I'm doing this kind of help. Like if you want to keep moving, then um, that, that definitely helped me kind of get some traction on those. And it definitely helped uh, keep some people moving. And I made it, obviously I had pretty much no income for that moment. So it was like a free or donation based situation. And luckily people who were doing them and uh, fortunate enough to still be working were, you know, donating little bits here and there and stuff. So it still helped me a little bit have something um, for the moment, but uh, that, and then it forced me to go the direction of learning how to be an online coach um, with having yeah. online program it was something that people would always ask me about and I you know I was like I didn't have time to learn that whole it's a whole new realm like just and I'm not tech savvy <laughs> like I am awful right. about anything like that I feel like it takes me forever to figure out things like that 
So if it gave me the time to learn and I had a few clients be my guinea pigs for online training for about a month or two so I could get familiar with the training app and the structure and how I want to do things, how I want to communicate, how the app works itself. And then once I felt comfortable enough, I opened that up and then got some traction on that. Luckily for online training clients, um, there was a moment I was doing some outside boot camps, which in perspective, it's a great concept, but usually it's just really tough making it work for a lot of people's schedules. Like it sounds great to everyone, but the schedule, you know, scheduling wise, it doesn't work or people don't quite, didn't quite feel comfortable because of what was going on. Um, even though I'm a very, I'm an avid believer that what's going on is real. So I was definitely treating it like I'm trying to keep space between people, disinfect stuff, like use hospital grade sanitizers. Like I'm just, very, I was very on top of it in that way. But of course you can't push people to be like everyone felt has felt different about what's going on over this time so it was kind of just um working with what I could with either sometimes doing outside trainings or online training or Instagram live just kind of whatever I could do to keep everyone moving however I possibly could it's great. I know you, go ahead Fred go I ahead. was gonna say now I know you you haven't always been in the fitness you know space you know how did was this something that you've always wanted to do how did you know this kind of come about so um, ironically enough, um, I did weight training as a, um, sorry, as an elective class in high school, at least three semesters, and I loved it. Um, I was always the person that appreciated strength training more than any other activity because I grew up with really bad asthma, so running was not a thing. <laughs> um, I played softball growing up, but um still even then like running was tough. I was always the kid that, that had to take the, my inhaler in the teacher's office before 30 minutes before my class and had to wait until yeah. like, I, I didn't have the cardiovascular endurance for anything. So strength training, luckily it's not quite the same style of training and I could make that work. So I really enjoyed that in high school. Um, come about, I'd say the time of like 1920, I had gotten my own first personal trainer and was training uh, five days a week. And I was working at a Mediterranean style restaurant where I could eat clean and healthy all the time. And I was hungry every two hours. And it was just the perfect situation. Anytime I was hungry, just had <laughs> some hummus and blue corn chips or chicken breast. Yeah, yeah. It was like the most ideal setup. Um, and it became a constant in my life to be active in in the gym per se um my family has a history of diabetes and health issues and before I got a personal trainer I had the worst immune system also because I was hardly sleeping working myself to death because I moved out on my own the second I could um so I had two three jobs and was in beauty school and kind of all over the place so I ran my immune system into the ground and then I shifted my lifestyle, shifted my eating, my personal, got, getting a personal trainer, having the gym be a constant in my life. And that was 10 years ago. And my health has been completely different since, wow. since then. So um, because especially my family history kind of scared me because diabetes is the foundation of what caused my grandma to pass away and at an early age. Um, and mm -hmm multiple other family members of mine have type two diabetes. And if you don't take a hold of it, it, it'll kill you. So, um, along with just like my asthma, I wanted that to improve and, um, just my overall quality of life and not, you know, not go down that route because we do have control. It's just a matter of taking control before it's too late. So, um, what made me shift my careers from being a bartender, um, a salon assistant, everything that I was doing before all this was being in the relationship that I'm in now where I'm a stepmom and bartending every, at least for me, how I was, because I was a bartender and a supervisor before this and being in school, I was not a present stepmom and uh, hardly very present. Uh, girlfriend or fiance and it was kind of 
killing me to the point of just like, man, I'm just never around. And it was just a bummer. I was just missing out on so much and bartending till two in the morning and working at like, we only get my stepkids every weekend. Um, and I, I just had no time with them because I was always working. And I was just like, this isn't, this isn't it. And um, kind of started school out of nowhere, which was an associate's program. I don't need, you don't need to do an associate's program to be a personal trainer. It was just, if I wanted to further it into like kinesiology or something, something specialized. Yeah. Um, and made that shift. And I was at a gym that gave me the opportunity to shadow under the owners um, and basically learn physically, which I learned better, so much better, more hands-on than I do in a classroom. I can't learn in a classroom to save my life. It just, it doesn't do it for me. But um, I, so I was shadowing and they gave me, when they gave me the okay of like, when you're ready, you can start, you know, taking a couple clients and start kind of getting the feel for things and stuff. And it blew up so much faster than I anticipated. Um, mm -hmm. I was getting clients quicker than I expected. <laughs> and um, I went from training like three girls one-on-one -on -one to now between doing in-person clients and uh, online training clients, I have about 55. Wow. So Wow. Awesome. I don't stop. <laughs> That's great. I love the health aspect too, because I have, um, I have uh, allergies and I never knew I had allergies until all of a sudden I was just like coughing and I couldn't breathe. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And I went and saw an allergist and they were like, you know, you, you're, you know, you got the testing and they said, you're allergic to everything. I'm like, yeah. well, I was when I was a kid. Cause oh, I'm blonde yeah. hair. I mean, you know, fair skin, but if you're fair skin, you're typically more susceptible to being allergic, to getting allergic and things like that, supposedly. So yeah, I was like, but, and then, you know, they didn't know about, you know, um, not drinking milk and lactose intolerance and, you know, just things like that either. So, you yeah. know, as a kid, they didn't know about ADHD. <laughs> the nun would kick you in the ankle and hit you over the head with the roof. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, but I learned a lot about, um, so I eventually had found out that I, I said to the doctor, look, I don't know what's going on, but you got to like get me a body scan. You got to figure this shit out. And it turned out I had nose polyps, which was just terrible. And, mm -hmm. and, and I had to go and have surgery for that and everything. And then I changed a little bit of my eating and everything. And then, uh, but I mean, working out for me and doing and jump and all that, just like, oh, I have to take shots every month. But I mean, really opened me up, man. My lungs were like, if I work out, I am feeling like a million bucks, period. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. I think about my eating habits too. And I'm on that uh, diet right now. I don't know if you call it, but I'm uh, in, uh, in, what is it, intermittent uh, fasting right now. Yeah. So I'm not eating till 12. I go 12 to eight when I eat. Gotcha. Okay. And, yeah. And, and that works for, works for some people, um, depending on like your, your schedule and your routine. Um, some people make it a lifestyle. Some people, um, it's a temporary solution to kind of repair their relationship with food. Um, right. So it goes a lot of it goes a lot of different dire directions and has different benefits. Um, I I say, I honestly did it for a little while and then it got to a point where it doesn't wasn't really working with my schedule because right I was working really early so. I, I just needed the fuel. So not eating till 11, I was like, I can't fucking do this anymore. Like, my doctor, uh, well, my allergist actually, when she walked in one day, I said, wow, you look fantastic. Uh, you lost some weight, huh? She said, I did. And she said, you know, I went on this uh, fast and I'm eating only between 12 and eight. And she goes, and I'm yeah. feeling like a million bucks. I'm like, I'm going to try it. And so far I've lost four pounds last week and nice. you know um i've given up sweets which is like i'm a sweet freak i didn't have <laughs> sweets last night because we did an outdoor movie night with the kids and everything last night but which is really fun and so the neighbors started pounding out the disco music yeah. but uh you know we had fun and then uh you know now i'm finding a i, I don't know you know by 12 o'clock i am starving like yeah um, depending, honestly, like, I think it works different for everyone. I don't consider it healthy or unhealthy. Um, 
different uh, eating styles work different for everyone when it comes to um, the 12 to 8 thing. If you're finding that you have enough energy to get through the day, you're sleeping well, you are getting the amount of nutrients and calories that your body needs, then, then if that works for you, then that's great. Um, it's not unlikely that at some point your body will our bodies constantly change, but that may not respond to it as well, which isn't necessarily a bad sign. But um, like say, like I said, for me, I was in more of a bulking phase where I was trying to put on muscle. So waiting until then when I was working all morning and right. working out before then, like where I was like, I can't wait till 11, where <laughs> I was doing a, a heavy, a heavy lifting class every Tuesday morning. And typically my intermittent schedule was 11 to seven and my strength class was at 745 in the morning and I was done by nine. And if I didn't have anything like besides the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Water, yeah. I was like, I've got nothing in the tank right now to go and train my clients after this. So for me, it just stopped working because I was, I needed more, I needed more calories. I needed food. I was just like, when you're typically when your body when we're like hungry or to that point of starving, not craving, not not so much craving because craving and hunger are like totally different. But if our body is hungry, it's typically saying like, I need nutrients, like I need fuel, right. I need something right. to get me through this. So, so long as um, I'd say, I mean, so long as it's working for you, then awesome, keep doing it. But if it's getting to a point where you're fucking miserable doing it, don't do it anymore. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's the good point is that it's not so much that there's one thing that everyone should do. It's what works for you to get the results you're looking to accomplish. I know like if I waited to noon till eat, like I would be so miserable. I'd be so cranky. The first thing my mom told my wife was make sure he's fed. He gets cranky. And it's, <laughs> it's very true. Like, I'll go, I'll be at work and I'll have my lunch at like noon and then I'm, you know, busy working. So I, I don't have time to snack. I don't have time to eat. By the time I get home, it's like 6.30. I physically feel like I'm almost getting sick. Like I kind of feel something in the back of my throat. Like I feel, I feel off. And as soon as I eat, I like, I'm okay, that's gone. And, and that's I've so noticed yeah, how okay. much I need to have it. And I think it, it has something to do with like, I just get low blood sugar. And so I try to have little snacks throughout the day, but it's just not always available. But then I have the problem that I just love food. So then my snacks turn into like small meals and that's where I get myself into trouble. And where that, <laughs> depending on what your, um, your active routine is like, that's not necessarily the, the worst thing. If you're actively strength training four or five days a week, it's okay for those snacks to turn into small meals because it looks likely that your body needs it. Because if you're depriving it, you're probably going to be like, your progress is going to be stagnant, depending on what your overall physical goals are, whatever it is, like health wise, that your body needs to be focusing on. So I think um, I noticed missing sugar, like sugar, cutting sugar, well, alcohol too. I've cut a, I, I, I had a glass of wine last night. I had two drinks all week. That's it. Where normally I would have two drinks a day. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Hey, They're, that's. That's huge progress. Like, um, I don't think that that's like necessarily bad at all. It's having the self-control and what, and picking the choices of what you drink being important. And you know what I mean? Not having like before, cause I don't drink anymore, but before all this, I was a beer and whiskey kind of girl. And really? those are two fucking gold killers. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, as much as I like them when I was trying to be like, just more disciplined with it because this whiskey has so much sugar and you know just caramel and then beer is just just gives you that that nice cute little gut and it's it's hard but hey going from two a day to two a week is huge progress so yeah 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 so and i and then drink it i was like eh, i don't really you know it was like eh, i don't need it you know it's like I'm yeah. sure I'm going to go out, you know, I was one of those guys that like to get out once a week on a Thursday and get out with clients and have some cocktails. And then on Friday, didn't matter if I felt shit because it's the end of TGIF, but, <laughs> but it does matter. Now yeah. it does matter to me. I feel like, you know, I feel like so much more clear headed and I feel like, you know, yeah. And I mean, it wasn't like that my whole life. It was just during this pandemic. I was like, well, it's five o'clock. Let's have a cocktail. Yeah. Rather than going, well, it's five o'clock, let's get on the bike. 
Yeah, which is yeah. a great transition for sure, because definitely, um, especially the start of the pandemic, uh, a lot of my clients, it had to be a conversation of, all right, like, I'll give you I'll give you some slack right now, but uh, like, we can't do this forever. Like, I see your Instagrams and your stories, and I know what you're doing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Right? You're like a detective. I've already seen you. You're drinking, you're partying, you're doing whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, you didn't show up for our 8 a.m. session today and you were partying last night. I know exactly why. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Just, or you, like, you know, coming in for a session and looking and feeling like shit. And I'm like, well, that's all your Instagram yesterday. So um, it's, uh, yeah, it is kind of like a detective work, but it's also a part of my job almost, like, in a sense of accountability. Like, I don't, I don't, tell anyone that they can't do anything like I would never tell my clients like you can never drink again or you can never have sugar again you can never have this because that's that's just not a way to live and it's not realistic and it's not sustainable so finding what works in the sense of cutting things down to a healthy rate because before everything I was definitely always a sweets person too like yeah. I was the type of person like I needed like you have dinner and you have something sweet after always yeah. that's it was my whole life, life. Yeah, <laughs> like I still always... am. Yeah, really, Freddie. <laughs> I just like uh, as soon as dinner's over, I'm like, cool. What's for dessert? Absolutely. Always. Absolutely. I mean, that's just that's that just how too. it was just growing up. Like we, because yeah. we'd eat yeah. dinner early too. I'd eat dinner at like five o'clock because I had to get you know drive up to Lakewood or something for a hockey practice at seven. So it was like dinner, and right right away it's like cool. What's for dessert? And then you know two hours later I'm going to go play hockey. So I just had it then and and it just to this day as soon as we have a meal I'm like hmm yeah. what's for dessert like dinner is an excuse to get closer to dessert almost but yeah. it's it's definitely tricky I have a whole like thing of cheesecake in my freezer that mm -hmm. I just I don't eat because I'm like mm, I don't need a slice of cheesecake I don't need yeah. it I'll just have like a little something here or there and if I don't have it I won't eat it but once it's in the house like I'm that person I see it I'm like ah yeah, I'll, I'll take a bite here. Yeah, oh, I yeah. walked past it again. Oh, we have M&Ms. I'll take a little handful here. But if it's not here, I'm usually pretty good. But it's just, if it's here, I want it. Um, what, Ryan's definitely notorious for getting things with Oreos for the kids. And I had to <laughs> at one point be like, stop fucking buying Oreos. Like, I swear I will yeah. throw it away if you get yeah. it one more time because I will eat it. The kids won't yeah. even have a chance to have it without the weekend because... I'm the same way. Like I said, I like sweets. So for us, it's more so a matter of keeping like dark chocolate in the house because at least dark chocolate, especially if we, especially if you get like or like organic high high cacao stuff, it's a little bit more bitter, but it's at least rich. At least still serves a nutritional purpose and being antioxidants and have like micronutrients and stuff. So it's like you don't feel as like shitty about it. And um, so like for for my clients that I say like struggle with the sweet tooth it's not a matter of cutting it out completely. It's just about making slightly better choices or um, keeping some things in your house at all times or even in your car at all times. So that way when you're you're close to the gas station and you can stop and get some shitty candy bars or something like that, if you have some type of like dark chocolate trail mix or some type of, for me, honestly, like I can get by okay with like cinnamon rice cakes or at home having like rice cakes with like almond butter or jelly and some fruit or something like that or like a Nutella spread or something and I'm like I'm good it hits the spot but it takes time it takes time to like yeah get to yeah. that point from yeah. dessert at night to I can have a bowl of like cut up fruit with like coconut whipped cream and be like satisfied you know what I mean and I think yeah, it's yeah, yeah. like I know from like I mean I, I played hockey you know in college Pro, you know, at a professional level. So having some sort of like health and fitness was always, in, you know, in the back of the mind. And I think nowadays kids are even more aware of it than we were. It was like kind of on that cusp of like yeah. eating right, you know, cutting things out. I had a personal trainer during my playing days and like, we never talked specific foods of like, okay, you need to eat this, this, and this. It was more of like an outline of like, okay, here's how many calories, here's your mic, you know, macros, micros that you need you know, look it up and go there. But the one thing that was like, always like stress is like, you got to find something that works for you. Because like the reason most diets fail is they're just not sustainable. So this is, you know, this yeah. is a diet, not in the sense of like, 
all right, you know, I need to get on this fad or do this thing to lose weight. Like I was actually looking to put on weight. I was eating like 4,000 calories with like 180 grams of protein a day, just trying to keep up with the rigorous training of working out for an hour on the ice for an hour, stretching, you know, all these different activities throughout the day. You're burning and, right there, man. You're burning. I, like crazy. Yeah. And so like that, like I, it took me six months to put on like 10 pounds of muscle eating mm -hmm. 4,000 calories because I was slowly building it up. And I mean, by the time I was done, I went from barely being able to do uh, squats with just a bar because like my shoulders are all messed up. I had terrible form to finishing off with like a 400, 405, you know, one max rep back squat. And I had never squatted before that. And it was just like, it was a slow build. We just, you know, kind of took our time, but it was sustainable. I could you know, like, it wasn't like day one, like, okay, eating this much food is hard. It was just being smart about what I ate and looking at what it was. So like I could have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It had the fat, you know, within reason that I needed, it had the protein that I needed and I could eat it. And I just tallied up what I had. So it was sustainable. And then if I had gone a little bit heavy on some sugars in the morning or, you know, for something, I just knew later on the day to, you know, tailor what I was going to have that day and do it. Or if I happen to go over, it's okay. It's not a big deal. Tomorrow, I just go right back to my diet. And food is fuel. It's not a punishment. It's not, you know, it's not, or it doesn't necessarily need to be a reward. I understand sometimes the mindset of like, you know, I, I earned this, like I want this like few slices of pizza type of mindset, but the, the punishment aspect of like, fuck, I had two donuts and you go on the Stairmaster for an hour is like, it's a trash mentality and it's what yeah, makes people have such a negative relationship with food and what's created such a like awful like you know just with diet culture as a whole rather than like making it more so being like okay the what your calories consist of just being better quality better choices not you can only have this this and this or you or like you know you're doomed for failure type of mindset because that's just simply not the case and stuff so definitely creating especially when it comes to personal trainers and or trainers that are training athletes like honestly for the most part like it's because the focus is more so on the protein and the muscle build as opposed to like your food cannot look like this this or this and it's more so about like the consistency the consistency of the calories that you're hitting the consistency of your activity like you don't really hear quite as much nutrition talk in that sense or at least not in a way of someone who's trying to lose you know, hundred pounds or something, but where someone like that, yes, they do need a little bit of a stricter form of how they eat because they likely have really uh, negative eating habits that don't serve their body well. Um, right. Then, and that's a matter. I don't, that's why I try my best to leave out the, uh, the bad and the good of foods and it's just positive or negative or, you know, better choices because food yeah. isn't bad. I mean, I think it has a lot to do with, I mean, anytime I've ever tried to lose weight or anything, and I've always, I was an athlete, so I always got, you know, I was always in great shape and everything, but um, it's always about eating properly and mm -hmm. clean and working out is, you know, key and keeping a schedule and getting the night's sleep that you need and, and just, you know, a number of different yeah, things. And all, I think that it's all the factors that are left out and aren't talked about enough, like, yeah, yeah. And I and I also you mentioned it, you really got into lifting. Um, there's a friend of mine, Camille Camper, and her husband's actually the president of uh, Base Camp, and he was an athlete too. And person, uh, and uh, I saw her one day, and I said, "God, you look another, you know, you look fantastic." I said, "What are you doing?" And she's like, "I'm weightlifting." I'm like, "Really?" And she said, "Yes, weightlifting is fantastic for losing weight for women." And then on top of it, then you're giving your body, you're sculpting your body. And I was like. You know, that's interesting because I there's a guy that I would uh, sit next to at the gym and I'm reading the paper on the bike you know, and I look at him and, I, and he's just like, Rawr. he's in perfect shape. He's 72 years old. Right. And I like, Pete, how the hell did you get like that? And he looks at me, he goes, not reading a fucking paper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I go, okay. I go, can you, yeah, can you train me? I mean, would you train me? And he goes, yeah, I'll train you. He said, Leave the fucking paper at home and be here at 6 30. I go, shit. You know, I got a call with New York at 6 30. It's 9 yeah. there. Can I be here at 7? He goes, Yeah, you wussy. Be here at 7. Yeah. 
and opened me. I was late by five minutes. He walked out on me. He's like, don't ever be late again. Mm -hmm. And I never was again. He was yeah. Vietnam. He was a Vietnam guy. Funniest guy ever. He we trained. It's every we we did a different body part or two every every day, and we always did our. You know, I hated legs. We did the legs. You know, it was just like. But I was never, that was when I went to your bachelor party, Freddie, and that is the best I've ever been in shape. Until and then the bachelor party. <laughs> and <laughs> about and 17 beers and margarita yeah. pong and oh whatever else we did. So I think That's it's a balance, right, Brandy? I mean, it has to do, I mean, I think it's great to have a look, have the, you got to have the cardio, helping by body, you know, having a proper weight training. And then also having somebody like you to, do you go into diets and things? I mean, do you talk to people about food? So I'm not a nutritionist or dietitian. We get, um, with their personal training, you get a, a general pretty good breakdown of um, going over nutrition and macros and stuff. Um, I find that, so my, my niche, I guess you'd say, is more so training a general population. So the average, the average person. The average person is not going to go from never working out to counting macros and calories and working out six days a week. It's just not how it's going to go. So you put right, that kind right. of pressure on on the general population and they'll <coughs> quit away from it real quick. So, so my, is, yeah, so what so I was going to ask you, what do you suggest to somebody that's like, oh God, I got to get back to it. Imagine take your time and just set a regimen of time aside and just get to it, right? I'm not the gnarliest trainer in the sense of being like, like you walk in five minutes late and I'm, I'm done with you type of right. thing. Like, um, which the, I totally, there's nothing wrong with that because I think that uh, anyone who comes from any type of military background was in military like that. They make yeah. the best trainers. Like yeah. they don't, they don't mess around. No, that guy did not. I never was late again. <laughs> yeah. Ever. And they make phenomenal trainers and coaches. Yeah. Um, sometimes almost to a fault. But hey, it, it's it's in anything. So um, when uh, for me, more so with people, I try to give them a realistic uh, approach about it. I'm not like in bikini competitor shape or anything like that. I'm not super, I'm not super buff or anything like that. So my whole thing is that I attract people who are like, okay, you have more of like a realistic goal or a realistic body in the sense of like, yeah, you have muscle, but you're also like, like, I'm not like, I don't, <laughs> I don't like super strict calorie like count. I don't super strict macro count. Like I'm not, I'm not obsessive over it in that way. Cause it's just not, it's just not my lifestyle. It's just not really what's worked best for me. I'm more so like, just, just move whatever it is like to move your body and make generally positive choices with our eating. Um, that's kind of more so what it is for me. So someone who's new to it all, I'm, I'm really I can say, honestly, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty patient person in the sense of, especially in this last year as a trainer, um, I was already a patient person, but even more so now because the amount of people that have dealt with job losses, um, personal life stress, uh, income being cut, um, just life being flipped upside down. You yeah. can't expect the same thing from a person pre-pandemic in that sense. Like you have to allow people to be human and yeah. feel things and stuff. And as someone who's also like an advocate about mental health, because I suffer from depression, anxiety on my own, that it's like, I give, I give people wiggle room and try to help them navigate when something's not working. Okay. What can we shift or what is it that, cause there's only so much I can do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I do have to, sometimes I have a hard time where like, I feel responsible if someone's not getting quite the results that they're getting, but it either more times than not comes out that they're not being completely honest with me about what the regimen is outside of being with me, how they're eating or how they're managing things like this. Like I said, sleep and stress management yeah. are two things that are not talking about <laughs> nearly enough and stress management, stress management and stress. If you're not, if you don't have even the slightest on either of those, your body will not let go of that because it's in constant survival mode and is constantly on high stress. So it's holding on and it will not let it go. So if you're not doing something to manage those things, then what you're doing with your eating and cardio and weightlifting, sometimes I don't want to say is not, is like useless, but you're not going to have the same benefits if you're not managing everything. And this is also why a lot of people give up on the journey yeah. because it is, 
how you manage your stress, how you sleep, how you eat, your cardio, how much water you're drinking, how much alcohol you're like it's it's a the relationships with the people around you. It's the the conversations that you have with people. It's the 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 information and things that you intake on social media. Are you constantly feeling like shit about your body because of what you look at on the internet all the time? Are you constantly doing crash diets? Like it's so many different things that is the reason why a lot of people, I don't want to say don't succeed, but they just walk away and give up because it's, it's a hard lifestyle shift. And if you're not ready to make it, or at least like give it the grace to have some baby steps in the right direction, then, you know, I mean, it's uncomfortable and it's not easy. Um, So for the average person, definitely like more. So I start people off at like a couple days a week and just kind of typically try to food log or calorie count to some type of degree. But also in, in my field, I've dealt a lot with clients having eating disorders, which I do okay. not specialize in. So uh, talking about food uh, can be very tricky. Uh, it ha- it's more so of, I don't, I don't ask about food, um, but I try to have like some conversations about just um, like, what are you struggling with? What can I help you with making a different choice? Do you need me to reach out to the grocery store to help you buy something different and not buy that? Oh, I love that. I like, love that. That's awesome. Know, things like that. Like I, I try to, like I said, I, the human side of things, like we're not, we're not just machines. Like we've got a lot of, you know, people have a lot more, a lot more trauma, a lot more stress, a lot more um, struggles this last year, especially. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You should get into psychology too, maybe. <laughs> Trust me, have I considered it? But I'm a a Jill of all trades, master of none besides this now, finally. But um, because I do a lot of things, so it's uh, I do. I mean, my therapist because I've had a I've had a therapist for six years now, and she's told me if you weren't doing what you're doing, I I think you would be a great therapist. But I I do love what I do, and I'm happy with it. So maybe down the line it could go that direction, but. We'll see. It, it's just a different type of therapy right now. Yeah, it, it's yeah. like yeah. for a lot of people, fitness is their therapy. It's yeah. getting out. Like for me, I am like, I, the more I do something, the better I get at it. But when I wasn't doing anything, I got really good at sitting on a couch and being comfortable just inside my house. But that was terrible for, you know, mental health and just feeling like not having the most energy because I didn't need it. But at the same time, like it just kind of like, piled up and piled up and then once I started running even though I hate running it was just a matter of I was getting out built up energy I had time to just think about things and plan and you know try to like figure out what our next steps were because you know none of us are are really working you know and we're all just at home kind of a thing and so um you know I would I would argue that you know you're already doing therapy it's just a different form oh yeah well I mean because it's not even just people coming to me to work out I I'm also a gnarly empath, so if my clients are going through some shit, I carry it with me a little bit, or I try to try to check in on the sense of, is this workout going to, you know, I want people to feel better leaving than how they did when they, they walked yeah. in, you know what I mean? Well, let's so. pass it down, you know, I mean, that's how you're going to get your clients, right? I mean, it's customer service is built into your business. You want to make sure that you know, somebody that says, like I say to somebody that, oh my God, you look fantastic, whether he or she, it's like, what are you doing? I'm seeing Brandy for, you know, and, and then, you know, your name gets passed and you have a new client and things like that. I think you learned a lot. Just, it was nice hearing you talk about your stepkids. That was wonderful to hear because yeah. I have four kids and I have two now, and it's amazing to have those kids at the house. My grandson's over today and, you know, just hanging out with him and you realize like, yeah, I need to give up. I need to change my lifestyle. And I'm going to go into this level of my life because I want to make my partner happy. And you know what I mean? It's just nice. Yeah, to- I mean, just being a present stepmom for me was kind of the, the, you know, what a big part of what made me change besides for me being like, okay, bartending and working in these corporate restaurants, it just wasn't it for me anymore and stuff. And yeah. I kind of, had a hard time having the fake conversations with people on my bar top and stuff and you know what I mean for how many like good customers you have to shitty ones it's a yeah. tipping scale sometimes, <laughs> you know I mean? and like now in my 
career, I choose who I get to be around and who I service and who yeah. I have in space because it also contributes to my mental health and, and my moods. Um, and I like to be surrounded by like-minded people or motivated people, um, yeah. people who are striving to better themselves. And it, because that's how I am and they, we feed off of it mutually. And it generally goes in a very positive direction for both of us in our, in our lives. So being a present stepmom, um, being able to do that, granted, it, I mean, it's, it is hard still even um, because of doing the online business, in-person business. Um, yeah. It, it never stops. I work 24 seven, basically when I'm, you know, when I'm in bed and then I wake up, I'm constantly like, okay, what, what do we got to do next? But it also helps me set an example on a sense of like my stepdaughter's on a kick right now of <laughs> how's your merch doing? Like, <laughs> do you have any more clients today? Or like, just kind of like, kind of, I can tell not in like a tune my own horn type of way, but just like, and, and she admires it. She's enjoy, she's enjoying seeing my career grow. And she Good. talks to me, she asks questions, like stuff about my clients. And like, I would, you know, as a woman and a stepmother, like to empower like an 11 year old girl, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, just, sure. it's, that's awesome. That's me. great. Yeah. And it's, uh, I don't want to miss out on, on that. And I, you know, we have, conversations about it and you know just kind of like give her the idea too that like anything's possible like the pandemic completely challenged my career and it was terrifying for a moment you know but made it work and yeah. you can make something from you know from nothing or you can make something grow no matter the hard circumstances and stuff so um yeah. I think that's important for her to see that you know because I know we all work different jobs. You know, Ryan works for a clothing company. His ex-wife works for a bail bonds, you know, a bail bonds company and me having my own business. She, you know, she can see that we can all, you know, make it work and however, whatever direction you want to go in in life, like, like there's no wrong way to do it. You know what I mean? So kind of just setting that example too, because I definitely wasn't the type of person that was like, uh, <laughs> I didn't like I did beauty school right out of high school and I realized I did not love hair. I enjoyed it and I was good at it, but I didn't love it. And then I didn't go back to I was 27. So that was like an eight year gap. And um, it was really freaking hard. But I mean, hey, like there's no like I said, there's no there's no one way to do it. So I like I like for her to see that whatever route you want to go, however you want to do it, like there's no wrong way. So that's awesome. Yeah. And obviously, you know, thank you for, for jumping on and, and chatting with us. And I'm sure the viewers are going to want to learn where they can follow you and, and find out more. Where, where is that for, uh, for everyone? Um, so there's a lot of different ways. So, uh, Hammer Time Fitness on Instagram. Um, I'm going to have some, I have availability for online programming, but for the most part, people communicate with me or reach out to me via like message or email on there. Um, I'm going to have some uh, for the ladies, some booty programs coming up here really soon because I have some uh, resistance bands that I'm releasing either next week or the week after. Um, so basically just Hammer Time Fitness on Instagram or website much or hammertimefitness.com is the the main main ways to communicate with me awesome and i know it's a, to me it's a great follow i there, just the other day my wife and i were working out and to what we talked about earlier like sometimes like if i haven't eaten i just don't my energy is like gone and it was just i came home from work we got a chance to get a workout in and then i was gonna eat my dinner and i just didn't have it but I think either that day or the day before you posted something, I was just like, even if you don't do your best, you did something. And I was like, I needed that because I just was like, all my numbers that I was writing down were less than the week before. And I was just like, well, you know, I'm not, I, I'm like, literally I had nothing, but you know what? I did something. It was better than just mailing in, not working out that day. So even if uh, people end up not training with you, it's a great follow just to, you know, help motivate or, or realign with, you know, positive thinking about their workout and food and everything. And that's where, like, I do try to use that space to just to be, like I said, the human side of things, like, 
not every person who, you know what I mean? Like we're all human. I don't, I don't look like some type of Fitzbo influencer and that's not my goal. And, you know, like I want people to see that, like, it's not, it's not all perfect. Like the journey is not like a steady, like uphill or your weight loss is in a steady decline. Like there, there's always struggles. There's always battles. It's not, um, it's not, it's not always smooth sailing. So I try to give people perspective of like, okay, even if like, have a shitty workout, but tomorrow's gonna be better. Like I had a real shitty workout this week and I was real honest with my clients about it, but I'm like the next, you know, still glad I got it done. And the next day I got in a better one and don't beat yourself up over your quote unquote, what you may view as failures or, you know, don't, you know, don't give yourself a perspective of like, you let yourself down if something wasn't perfect, because if somebody's telling you that they get it right 110% of the time, they're a liar. So <laughs> that's just not, it's just not how it goes. That's not real life. So try to give people as much real life perspective and sometimes put messages out like that. Cause yeah, sometimes someone does need to hear. It, and I really appreciate when it does uh, speak directly to someone of like, Hey, that helped me. Like I needed to hear that that day. You know what I mean? That's great. That's great. One last question. Is that a mighty duck? Is that a duck's t- jersey on you? Oh, no, it's my fitness one. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I, for some reason, it looked like it said, a, it, I saw the backwards A, and oh, I was like, that Ducks fan too. <laughs> and then I'm just going to pretty shit about being a Ducks fan, because oh, I'm no. a Ducks fan. I, I enjoy watching hockey. I have no particular favorites. <laughs> if, if there's anything that I should be a favorite of, it, I'm from Arizona, so I should be a, should be a Ducks fan, yeah. but I, uh, I don't have any yeah. particular favorites, so. Well, thank you so much for joining us and finding the time and everything and i'm really happy you're busy and i like i like where your headspace is at i think it's really important for people to know that they don't have to just you know it takes time to get where you want to go um it is mental fitness big time right now i mean Mm -hmm. i'm fighting my demons every day myself everybody is right now that's you know having some struggles one way or the other that they're having to cope with being stuck inside or wearing a mask or business is slow, whatever it might be. And I think that, uh, you know, the fitness side of things can really clear your head out and, and and having somebody like yourself, that's actually takes a human side of it and talks them and wants to find out and offer to go to the store with them. And that that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And this, I mean, Hey, like I said, this last, I've been in this journey consistently for 10 years. It hasn't looked the same the whole time, like whether mentally or physically, yeah. Like what I've done for myself, like I've done boxing, indoor climbing, like just strength training, done cardio classes, like a little bit of everything. Like our body changes, our mind, like how we think changes, our, our headspace changes. It's just a matter of uh, being kind to ourselves and making changes where, where we need it because we can't do the same thing and expect growth. We have to like, we have to change, change things and change yeah. the plan as we go. So try to be realistic like I said of the the mental headspace and what what the journey looks like it's it's going to constantly shift and it should be embraced so yeah, yeah. that's good awesome. that's good good feedback well all right well listen thank you so much I guess you get some clients to get to right luckily not for the rest of the day but it's typically oh, okay. Sundays are my uh kind of my laptop work day and I check in with my online training clients for the oh business. good good okay and you're gonna you're gonna you're going to keep the online going still. I mean, is that increased a little bit now too? So you're going to have both. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. People, there's plenty of people who still aren't comfortable with like an in-person setting. I'm pretty booked up in person anyways. I had to close, I had to close my books to like one-on-ones a while ago and I only have a handful of spaces for people in my group training, but some people either aren't comfortable or I have clients all over the country. So online wow. work for anyone, if they, I'm sure there's people in there you know, their states, their neighborhoods, whatever, but whatever it is they find about me more appealing, um, then I, you know, I embrace that and try to, um, I kept it going. Um, it is, it is a lot doing in-person and online. Um, but at the same time online, you know, people fall out or I've had clients, they, they get to where they want and they feel comfortable enough to work out at a gym by themselves. And then they stop online and it's fine. Like that's, that's yeah, always yeah. my goal yeah. for someone to get to the point where they feel comfortable enough to go to those, you know, classes at their gym or go to the gym by themselves or go do, you know, whatever it is on their own. Like you don't, if, you know, if, if you're training someone for six months, a year, two years, whatever it is, and they don't, 
understand how to properly do a squat or something like that, then you've, I've probably done a shitty job, you know, of doing what I do because the goal is to build somebody's confidence enough to be able to do things on their own. And, you know, some people never really feel like they can, like they need someone to tell them what to do, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that either way, but sometimes it goes in that direction. So I always try to leave the room open because, you know, clients, clients as a whole, as for anything else, they do come and go. So there's always going to be at least room for some, someone's journey is not necessarily ending, but they're, you know, the little baby, little butterfly away. And then, you know, somebody else is ready to start their journey. So I have to bring in the new one. So yeah, try to keep it open as much as I can. I don't intend on getting rid of it. I do want to have as many, as many ways of helping people as, as I can. So. Awesome. I see, I see a therapist coming in you sooner. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate it. It's good to get into the fitness side of things. Brandy, thank you for uh, bringing Brandy on. Uh, We've been fortunate to have some really good people lately, and we'll share, and we'll let you know when it's going live, probably Tuesday, right, Freddie, or tomorrow, or whatever, and then, uh, yeah, we'll get it. We're picking up more followers every day, and uh, we just enjoy doing it, you know, and, and, and finding good people that we really enjoy. It was just like sitting back talking. I feel like I've known you for a long time. So thank you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I had a good time. This is, I mean, that's try to have like as comfortable of conversation as possible. And it seemed like it flowed really well. So yeah. All right. Awesome. Cool. Cool. And I already got an idea for uh, an in-person uh, podcast soon where Scope gets put through the ringer and ah. we try to make them puke or something. Like, I think yeah. that would be a good, uh, good episode, but <laughs> we'll talk about be- that later. Yeah. yeah, that's. I had a hockey coach that used to tell us that we better be training all summer before we went to his camp, and he'd literally come on the ice and put buckets on Bucket. the uh, bench. Oh yeah. Oh god. So yeah, so let's do that. We'd like to do a <laughs> person afterwards, so we'll definitely get back to you. Thanks yeah, again. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can say honestly, I've definitely made a handful of clients throw up, <laughs> not intentionally, but it happens. <laughs> Say hi to Ryan for me. And-